You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, July 12th. I'm a gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Lockdown MLB Prospects. It's MLB draft season, and the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every single day. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This is Nash Walker, Walker, my goodness, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan. Bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins, and it was a busy weekend for the Twins as we uh, get into the All-Star break. Now, Home Run Derby is going to start in about 20 minutes here tonight on Monday night, and then the All-Star game tomorrow, and Austin Cruz will play in the game representing the Minnesota Twins. And yes, it was a busy weekend with the draft, with the Twins um, sweeping a four-game series against the Detroit Tigers, playing pretty good baseball at Target Field. We'll talk about that series. I want to highlight specifically, honestly, like I need to look more into their other picks before I talk about them on the show. Like before I talk about the picks they made today and their second round pick, like I need to dive more into them, but I want to talk about chase Petty today. Their first round pick. They took him with the 26th overall selection in the first round of the draft last night. The twins also picked at 36, a lot of prep arms, college arms, um, you know, arm heavy, basically draft for the twins. They ended up getting a, uh, defensive stalwart shortstop actually at 36 but um, I think they took two pitchers today so we'll look at them you know this week I'll probably have an episode tomorrow or Wednesday really looking at their um, you know their second third fourth fifth round picks we'll we'll talk about all those guys but I want to talk about Petty today Chase Petty and this is this is the thing like I've I've read uh, Keith Law's books you know smart baseball he's got uh, the inside game I haven't finished the inside game yet Got to get back around to finishing that. But Smart Baseball, believe in there. It might be in the inside game. He talks about taking high school pitchers with first-round picks and the futility and the history of how brutally that's gone for so many teams taking high school pitchers because there's such high risk of injury. There's high risk that they'll just never make it, that their stuff doesn't adapt. There's just such high risk taking high school pitchers. And the Twins do it. They took a prop right-handed pitcher, Chase Petty, New Jersey native. Uh, Petty, I mean, they interviewed him last night, and he's uh, he's like Mr. Congeniality. He's talking about how he's got dinner with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado and how he's talked to Mike Trout throughout this process. Uh, he's got swagger, and on the hill, he's got swagger. He's not a big kid at all. He weighs in at 185, but he throws 102. And can get up to 102. He sits in the 98 to 100 range. They call him Mr. 100. He has uh, amazing stuff. Chase Petty. Like throws super hard. Slider's devastating. Working on a changeup. Everyone's working on a changeup. You know, coming up until they're in the big leagues. Everyone's working. I'm working on a changeup. Working on a changeup. But great slider. Great fastball. I mean, the best graded fastball in the draft. Andrew Theris uh, did a lot of work for us over at TwinsDaily.com. Uh, breaking this down but petty had the best graded fastball in the draft like just a it's a heater you can throw it hard but sometimes can't control it and that's uh that's often a problem that's why i think petty dropped as far as he did to the twins at 26 i think there's a chance here i mean let's just call a spade a spade it's extremely high risk it's it's a kid who's not very big he's a high school pitcher and as i said the history of that has not gone well um, the, the delivery's funky. Like he, his arm slots funky. He looks, it's a little odd the way that he delivers, 
the baseball. There's a lot of risk here. I mean, considerable risk. But if you can get him healthy through the minor leagues and up to the big leagues eventually, and he's got this type of stuff and he refines it and he stays as a starter, I mean, I don't know if there's someone taken outside of maybe Jack Leiter, a pitcher with more upside selected than Chase Petty. I mean, he really does have a legitimate ace-level upside because the raw stuff at 18 years old right now is so, so good that, you know, again, if you're able to keep him, if he's able to stay healthy, through the minor leagues, up to the big leagues, and, and refines that changeup and you know works on throwing more strikes, he's going to be a stud. I mean, there's no question about that. So it's really high risk for all the reasons I mentioned, but it's high reward. I mean, the Twins potentially could have just drafted in the first round you know, their future ace. But again, the odds of that happening are, are low, much lower than the odds of, of something else happening for Chase Petty. But I like that the Twins took a chance here because we've seen them stay so... I don't want to say conservative, but safe almost in prior years. And I don't think they're trying to be safe. I think their mantra of taking college bats, Matt Walner, you know, Brent Rooker, Trevor Larnick, Alex Kulaf was a prep bat in the prior regime, but taking college bats, Aaron Sabato, Alaric Solari last year, uh, they, they've done that, I think, because, and I talked to Jeff Ellis about this, host of Lockdown uh, Cleveland Indians, talked to me about how the most expensive thing in baseball is power. It's you have to pay for power because power is so important in today's game and just in baseball, period. Paying for power is important. Power arm, power bat. And what the Twins have done is they've drafted guys with big power because then they don't have to pay for it later on in free agency or through trade or, or other things. And you've seen, and Jeff talked about it with Cleveland, that they don't have enough of that. You know, they, they haven't drafted enough of that power and they've done a lot of other things really well. But the Twins have drafted power and drafted college bats so well that I think it's it's good to see them take a risk here on a power arm, you know, and, and knowing that if this kid potentially makes it up, Chase Petty, he's going to be a star. I mean, I, I really think so. I think he has it within him, but the risk is just so high. But I like that they took that risk. I, I do because you can only take so many corner bats, corner infielders before uh, you run out of spots for all of them, A, and B, before you look and, and you don't have enough pitching in the minor leagues. And I think it's it's good that the Twins watch this year. And I don't think they were swayed. You know, there was uh, there were a couple of college arms on the board when they picked that probably are a lot closer to the majors than Petty. I like that they weren't swayed by that, thinking, oh, my goodness, let's get this kid to the majors and help us in 2022. They took the high upside arm. They took the arm they liked in Chase Petty, and, and I love that. I mean, I think that's um, – I think that's a good process for them, and I hope the result ends up being Chase Petty's the the ace of the future. And the kid certainly has uh, – he's got moxie, and he's got confidence, and he's got swag, and I'm uh, I'm excited to see him work his way through. I'm going to work to get him on the podcast. Seems like he's kind of a big shot, but, um, you know, no one's too big of a shot for the Lockdown Twins podcast, right? Going to work to get him on. Uh, I think we're going to have a big offseason in terms of interviews with minor leaguers and, and maybe even some major leaguers as well for the Twins. I uh, can't wait to do that. But I like this pick. I like the risk. And I think um, Chase Petty's a guy to watch. I mean, immediately might be the best pitching prospect and might have the best raw stuff in the system immediately for the Twins, right up there with Cantorino and, and Balazovic and Duran as well. Let's take a short break, talk about this series sweep with the Tigers when we come back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props 
on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline's your online sportsbook experts. With Major League Baseball, there's action every single day. Use that promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get 50% off on your first deposit or 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Excuse me. Thank you, Bet Online, for sponsoring Locked On and for sponsoring Locked On Twins. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert, the fastest and easiest way. Use promo code Locked On. The Twins, this is an interesting series for the Twins, really. I mean, the way that uh, they fell behind. All weekend, like they fell behind in, in like every single one of these games and battled their way back was fun to see. And I talked about this. It's funny because I just talked about this last week about me saying, you know, the Twins are 39 and 50 at the time. They were 35 and 50, but lose, lose, whatever, lose baseball games. I mean, it sucks. We hate it. The year's been terrible. But the thing that gripes me the most is giving away at-bats late because the game's out of hand. Giving up, and and teams will do that throughout the year, but it seems like the Twins have done that so much. And I'm going to stand by that because I watch the team every night. I watch the team every night on this terrible start, in this terrible start, starting 35 and 50, and how many times it seemed like they just gave up in games, pitching and hitting, like where they just weren't executing and they, they weren't focused. And that's the biggest pet peeve that I have and the biggest gripe that I have about this first half. It's not all the losses, really. I mean, the losses suck. It's the the lack of fight that we've seen. And to see this weekend in this four-game series, the Twins just battle and battle and grind. They get down 4 nothing Sunday with Barrios on the mound. Pretty like, I mean, it's like the fifth or sixth inning already. And just found a way. Kepler gets on the board. Ben Rortfit finds a way to tie this game. That was unbelievable. I know Derek Holland's no good. But Ben Rortfit hitting a home run off a lefty. Like that when Rort's just, I mean, I like Ben Rodford. I think uh, he's a tremendous defender. You see the arm he has, but at the plate is so lost and, and really doesn't belong in the big leagues. Offensively hit a home run off a lefty in the bottom of the ninth inning to tie the game. He hit like the police car in right field. It was, it was like one of the most unexpected things of the season. It was like as unexpected as when, I mean, Donaldson and Nelson Cruz hit two run homers off for all this Chapman who came into that game with like a 0.35 ERA. It was really improbable it was improbable that Ben Rortbert was going to do that then Jorge Polanco ends it with a three-run shot Alex Kirloff makes a terrific terrific play to get the third out in the top of the 10th inning and give the Twins a chance to win there they just uh it 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 does remind you a lot it's beautiful to see of the the wins that the Twins would have in 19 and 20 in 2019 and 2020 where they just they found ways, man. I say it a lot. I do say find ways a lot. And they found ways. They found ways a lot this this year to lose. But it was just so fun to see them this weekend find ways to win. And the Tigers are no good. And they might be above the Twins in the standings, actually. I think they're even now after the four-game sweep. But they're not good. They're, they're really not a good team. And they gave the Twins a lot of chances to take this series back and to, to sweep in this series. And the Twins took advantage of those chances because it felt a lot like in, in series with Kansas City earlier this year or series with Baltimore, with Texas. They were given those chances and they didn't take them. And at least they've taken those chances. At least they took those chances this weekend to win and and to take advantage of it and to really go out there and find a way late. And that's that's what's fun to see. And winning does cure all, and it's bittersweet. And I, I know in my heart and everyone knows in their heart that this season is lost and that this season is over. 
But it just still feels good to see them smile and to see them win and to see Jorge Polanco have success um, is great. I mean, it's just it's fun to watch all these guys when they're winning. And it's hard to watch when they're losing as much as they have this year. But it's fun to watch them have success. And I do think that there is legitimate reason behind that. I thought Barrios, despite the one tough inning with two outs, was really good uh, Sunday. I thought he was really, really good. And I think the rotation in the last turn was really good. Kento was great. Ober struggled a little bit. Didn't matter. Twins still found a way. But Hap was great, too. I mean, in the opener. I thought the Twins, the last turn through the rotation has been really good. And to see Kenta bounce back, I think he has 11 scoreless innings straight and two starts. To see Jose throwing the ball the way he is. I mean, it makes the team so much better. And when the pitching gives them a chance to win, it's it's uh, it's a different club. I mean, it really is. And there was some crazy stat that Gleeman had where... Like the Twins, when they score four more, when their pitching gives up four less runs or something, the Twins are like 35 and seven or something crazy, like a crazy number. But when the pitching gives the offense a chance to score and a chance to just hang around in the game, they win. And and they have recently. And I would say earlier this year, that wasn't true because earlier this year, as I was explaining earlier on, is like the pitching would give them a chance to win. The offense would find a way not to score. You know, that's that's what it felt like earlier this year a lot. Like when they were pitching well, they weren't hitting well, and when they were hitting well, they weren't pitching well. And I think that those things have kind of aligned a little bit more. Like they pitch well, and the offense finds a chance. You know, the offense breaks out, and then they pitch well on top of it. And that's fun to see. Um, certainly, there's some negatives here. I mean, Trevor Larnick's really struggled. I want to talk about him after the break. Larnick on Barrios, on Cruz, and, and what to look for here. And the All Star break as we look forward, and we're going to do some uh, breakdowns this week with the Twins being off, but. Um, let's talk Larnick and let's talk those other guys, the trade candidates after the break. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar has 12 original flavors, but they've added six new flavors as well. And these improved Built Bars are even deliciouser. Plus, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. And the peanut butter bar, only five grams of net carbs for a type one diabetic like me. That is huge. Plus, right now, Bilt Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch, so listen closely. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. If you go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you also get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. My favorite flavors include the coconut almond, the peanut butter, the banana bread. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BiltBar.com. So Trevor Larnick, it's it's been tough. It's been a tough go for him. I I think you're seeing now pitchers adjusting to him. I don't know what exactly it is. Like I think he's chasing a little bit more, but I also think that he just might get in these funks like any other hitter. And in the fact that he's a rookie, maybe amplifies that a little bit for him. But I just think like the discipline is so key for him, and he's going to continue to work through that. But I thought he showed up to the big leagues, Larnick with really good discipline, and I think he's shown really good discipline in the big leagues. I think it gets away from him sometimes. He presses, and that's going to happen. That's one of those things that happens. You know, It's a rookie. He wants to succeed. He's so hard on himself, and, and that might be a problem for him, You know, pressing when he's just trying to get a hit, trying to hit the ball hard, and swinging at pitches that are not in the strike zone. But he's been going through it, striking out a ton. He's been getting the same amount. Like he's still getting a lot of curves and changeups as he was, and, and he was hitting well, getting curves and changeups even a week ago. I'm not worried about Larnick. 
I think this is all part of the learning curve. And I think, as I've said a lot this summer, it's a positive that they're here and that they're playing every day, Alex Kirloff and Trevor Larnick, because they're going to go through these things now and not in the middle of a pennant chase when the Twins really need them. And Larnick's hitting third, and he's in an 0 for 15 bout with 12 strikeouts next year. And I'm not saying that won't happen even in his sophomore season, but I think to go through this now as a rookie in a season where the Twins are not really competitive it's good. I mean, it's a good thing. And there's no chance you could have convinced me before this season that at any point that on July 11th, Trevor Larnick would be hitting third in the Minnesota Twins order. I was high on him as a prospect. I mean, I love Trevor Larnick as a prospect. But, I mean, hitting third on this team, he's doing it every day. And AK's hitting fifth and seventh. And, you know, they're they're both in big spots often, uh, facing relievers that throw gas, facing tough lefty starters. They're they're really um, they're going through it right now, and, and I think the results are not always going to be there, but I think this process is a good thing for them, and I think it's going to end up being a really good thing if the Twins next year try to come back out and compete in 2022. I do think in order to do that, it's going to be really difficult if you trade Jose Barrios to do that in 2022, just given that teams are hesitant to trade pitchers especially that are close to the majors and just anyone that's close to the majors um so it's going to be hard i think i'm going to stand by this and and we're going to talk about trade situations i I thought friday's episode turned out really solid talking about barrios and what he i think he should bring back or what the twins should be looking for and uh you know looking at all the numbers and what he is right now and what what the twins could potentially get for him but I'm going to stand by just my overall broad thought is that I don't think that the Twins will trade anyone who's under contract for more than this year. I, I just don't think that they will. I think the idea, and I was talking to Matt Trueblood at uh, Target Field yesterday about this, about Max Kepler potentially being doubt, and we'll talk about that possibility this week or next, is interesting. But I just don't, I don't see them, as they look at these performances, they look how the team is playing better now together, and they see how Larnick's adjusting and Kirloff's adjusting. And they've had some bounce backs, you know, from Jorge Polanco and Kepler's looked a lot better over the last couple of weeks. It's it's going to be hard, I think, for them to pull the trigger on trading Taylor Rogers or trading Jose Barrios. You know, I just think it's going to be hard for them to do that or trading Max Kepler, who seems to really be a mentor figure in the outfield for Kirilov and Larnick. And I think that's um, that's not insignificant at all. I, I just think it's going to be difficult for them to do it. Now, I don't think that it's a 0% chance that Barrios or Kepler or Rogers or Donaldson or any of those guys are traded. I just don't think that that's, I don't think that it's going to happen. That's that's my stance. And I've said that throughout. That's not because I, I don't want them to do it. Of course, I don't want them to do it. I mean, this is coming from someone who plans to, you know, potentially, if I hope, you know, work someday for the Twins or with the Twins or whatever. So knowing that this is long-term, is a perspective that I have. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, they need to be good next year. They need to be good next year. And then that's it. Like, let's throw away that. I, like, I'm I'm very aware of playing for 2023, playing for 2024. But I still believe in my heart of hearts that they have a special group here and that they have a group that can win and that has proven that they can win together. And I just want to see them get another shot next year and, and get one more shot to turn this thing around after what has been a disastrous summer that's been filled with inconsistencies and and poor performances and bad luck and COVID outbreaks and all these things, I'd love to see them get another chance next year. And that chance is high risk as well, because that could set back the organization for years ahead that they didn't trade Brios or that they didn't trade Rogers. And that's, that's certainly a possibility here. I think, yes, they could get plenty for Cruz and Robles 
and the one-year deal guys, Simmons, I think it's hard to believe, but I, I think there are teams like the Cincinnati Reds who could use Andrew Elton Simmons. They can get they can get some things back for these one-year deal guys. And if they're going to get a significant haul, yes, it's going to be Burrios. It's going to be Rodgers. It really hinges on those two and maybe Kepler less so. Donaldson's difficult because of all the money. But I, I just don't think that they're going to come and, and start doing that and start trading away guys that are under control past next year. That's That's just... That's my opinion. You know, I, I've been wrong. I could be wrong. They could pull the trigger on a Burrios trade tomorrow. I talked about Burrios trades last week that I would consider if I were the Twins. That was Friday's episode. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm interested. I think Nelson Cruz is as good as gone, as sad as that is. Uh, Oakland makes a lot of sense. I'll be talking to Jason Burke tomorrow night about the possibility of Nelson Cruz joining the Athletics. But I'd love to see him go somewhere like that. Go to Tampa or Oakland. You know, love to see him go there and try to win for them. Um, but that's going to suck, and I'm not excited for that, and I'm not excited for that episode. Like, I, I'm going to need some Kleenex. I'm going to be sad. Legitimately, I love Nelson Cruz. So that's going to suck. Um, but otherwise, I just don't think that there's going to be a lot of uh, turnover here at the deadline. Again, could be wrong, and uh, maybe I will be, and maybe it'll be for the best for the Twins for there to be more turnover, but I just I don't see it happening. Thanks again for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. We'll be back tomorrow night talking with Jason. You'll either hear that Wednesday or tomorrow night um, about how the Twins and A's kind of match up on, on more than just Nelson Cruz. There's more to look at here. So we'll talk about that then. And the A's always with a good farm system. So you'll want to hear that one. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins.